In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now that the long sequence of months has concluded the chronological memorials of our Lord's birth, his life, his death, his resurrection, ascension into heaven, and sending of the Holy Spirit with the Father, the church now spends two Sundays meditating on not chronological events, but eternal mysteries. Today, the church focuses on the Holy Trinity. Next Sunday, on our Lord's body and blood. Today, I would like you to consider and remember how the mystery of the Holy Trinity explains how we pray as Christians. Certainly, among the things that the apostles would have reflected on and understood that much better with the gift of the Holy Spirit is this profound mystery that came out through our Lord's words and his actions. Something which he allowed them gradually to understand, at first catching glimpses of it, and then eventually his giving them the formula for baptism of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He as God, now they know him to be God, was truly praying to God the Father. And as God was promising to send the Holy Spirit... For our benefit, for the apostles' benefit, our Lord's ascension took place before Pentecost. How much easier it is then for us to recognize that the descent of the Holy Spirit truly is a divine person coming and taking the place of God the Son. And also, for the sake of our understanding how this salvation happens, our Lord is not in any way reluctant to let us know about the Holy Trinity. But he goes about it in such a way that we are first absolutely convinced that he truly is man, truly the son of Mary. And it would take decades of life, decades of of holy, ordinary life, to set the stage for his gradually revealing that he is God. And why would we even need to know that? Because he wants us to understand our salvation, not just benefit from it as, as animals might benefit from something they don't understand. We would need to be able to look at the cross and know that that truly is God. And that's why my sins are taken away. I can tell people in the confessional, do you want to be punished for your sins to the degree that you deserve? Or are you willing to allow Christ to take your punishment? I need to know that that's not just a man on the cross because he could supply for the sins, punishment of one person. But knowing that he is God, I know that he takes away all sins, every person. 
And in order for us to understand that, we, we need to understand that he is God. And then sets this stage of realizing that God is, God is not just God the Father, but God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The analogy is imperfect, but it's almost like a Batman movie where in order to save Gotham, he has to reveal who he really is. And I'm not going to be a spoiler. I'm not going to tell you who Batman really is. But he ha- he ha- sometimes he has to be willing to let people in on the secret so that they understand that what he's about to do really is saving them and he really is the one who's doing it. The profound point is that our Lord wants us to understand our salvation and so understand that he is God. And then we understand that when he is praying to God, he is not a creature praying to God. He's the uncreated, eternally begotten son of God the Father who is allowing us to listen in on the conversation that he has had with God the Father for all eternity. He is the only one on earth who is truly by nature son of God. And by the mystery of water and the invocation, when we were baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, we have become adopted sons and daughters of God. We have become like Christ. And our prayer to God the Father becomes the prayer of a son, the prayer of a daughter. How is it different? A creature of God can respect God. A creature of God can fear God. A creature of God can even do things that are out of, out of respect for God. An adopted son or daughter of God is within God participates in the life of God. Again, the analogy is imperfect, but I think you'll get a sense of the difference between someone who might come and visit my mother and try to find something nice to say, try to find something encouraging to say, maybe something uplifting, And someone who's of her family who can just sit by her side and hold her hand and say nothing. That privilege was clear to me 19 years ago when my dad died in the hospital. And all of a sudden this stranger, the hospital chaplain, came into the room seconds after my mom was informed by her son that her husband had just passed away. And this strange woman, the hospital chaplain, sat down next to my mom and tried to hold her hand. My mom didn't want her to hold her hand. And from across the room, I'm thinking, unhand my mother. Who are you? Who, how dare you just simply grab her hand as though you think that that's comforting to her? In the same way that cold callers call you by your first name, as though that's going to warm you up to them. And so how is our prayer different? 
And how is it that we need to understand the Trinity to appreciate what it means for Christians to pray? Because we stand before God the Father not just as creatures, not as slaves, and even more than friends, but as as his adopted children. And we just simply love him. There are words sometimes, but there don't need to be. We just simply offer ourselves up to him. That's made possible by the Holy Spirit always being with us. The Holy Spirit having been the one who changed us into adopted sons and daughters of God. And remaining with us. And lifting up our prayers. The analogy that really does work very simply, is that in the very same way that the ordained priest stands at the altar and prays and adores and worships God the Father, offering up his very self, offering up the person of Jesus, made possible by his being ordained through the Holy Spirit, made possible by the continuous working of the Holy Spirit through him, The priest's prayer at the altar is the prayer of Christ at the Last Supper. The prayer of Christ on the cross. And that is how all Christians pray. That's how all of us worship God. Through this mystery of Christ presenting himself to God the Father. All of our Christian prayer emanates from this sacrifice at the altar. It participates Not just in, oh, the prayer that the priest does. We're all imitating the priest. No, no, no. It's that all of us participate in the prayer of Christ to God the Father. Without any sense of the Holy Spirit, it would be be nonsense. And actually, if we understood what it means to be created by God, it would actually be impossible. Unless we've been transformed into something more like an angel than like a creature that roams the earth. The Trinity is far more than just a beautiful mystery to ponder. The Trinity reveals something that's happening within us. When we get a little bit too deep in the water, We always need to just take a step back and remind ourselves of how we come to know this and why it matters in its essentials. Because we know that Jesus really is God. We know that he really prayed to God the Father. We know that he and the Father really sent the Holy Spirit. And we know that he really atoned for our sins on the cross. And we thank God that he... he, Uh, that he wants us to understand this, or at least to begin to understand this. Because he wants us to be his sons and daughters who not only pray in his name, but, but live in his name and suffer and eventually rejoice in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.